Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with my great friend Adam McAlvey, who covers the Brewers for MLB.com. Adam, before we get going, we have a lot to talk about today. A lot of awards, uh, not for you and me, of course, but for uh, the Brewers. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I haven't won any awards since we talked last. Me either, but maybe someone will give us one. Maybe one day. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's talk about David Stearns. But besides the fact that he was runner-up for MLB's inaugural Executive of the Year Award, he's kind of setting expectations right now at the GM meetings. Those are going on in California. And those are basically a way to lay a foundation for this offseason, for winter meetings. But it's a chance to kind of get ahead of the game and, and put in that groundwork. So what have you heard out of, out of these meetings and what Stearns has been saying? Yeah, you know, what he said is that it's unlikely that the Brewers have as slashy an offseason as they did last year. I don't think that's a big surprise. It was just sort of the first time that he has said that and had an opportunity to kind of manage those expectations moving forward. Remember last year, their three big deals were Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich on the same day. Yelich was via trade, but he had a, a five-year deal that the Brewers inherited. Um, Kane was a five-year, $80 million contract. And then their two-year deal with Jolie Chassin. And when you add those up, it, you know, you're talking about um, something north of $150 million in terms of the commitment that they made to those three players. And Stern said this year it's unlikely that they do something like that again. That was a record for the franchise in terms of off-season expenditures on players. And where this team is at in baseball's economic picture, it's just not easy for them to do that every year. So, you know, if there is an opportunity to spend on the right player, will they do it? The answer has always been yes from this owner, Mark Atanasio. But I think if you are expecting the Brewers to go out and sign Manny Machado, you're, it's not going to happen. I don't know that anybody was expecting that, but um, just in case someone was – you know, he sort of said that that's, that's not going to happen this year. So their, their upgrades are going to be more modest, and I think that's understandable of where they're at in terms of the roster. Uh, we talked about it, Danny, last week. They've got a lot of pitching already in the pipeline. Um, they, they have most of their core bullpen guys back. They have most of their core hitters back, and there are some que- every team has some questions, and the Brewers do, and we've talked about those second base catcher. Um, but you know, they're, they're where they add, it's probably more likely going to be on the, uh, you know, the shorter end of contract length and kind of the lower end of expenditures. And, um, you know, we'll just, there, there's a lot of players available that, that could fit that bill and still could be upgrades for this Brewers team. Okay. All right. So we're going to, we're going to keep our eyes on that. You're going to keep an even closer pulse. Um, but something that we didn't touch on that um, that I did want to now is the awards that the Brewers are racking up. Obviously, this team did a lot of things right this season, but Craig Council up for National League Manager of the Year Award, Christian Yelich, NL MVP finalist, mentioned David Stearns was a runner-up for Inaugural Executive of the Year Award. I mean, how good is this for the team, you know, not only just individually, but just in general for the Brewers to have all of these names out there and be recognized for the hard work they put in. Yeah, you know, Danny, you hit it because David Stern said that at the GM meetings on the first day. He said, you know, in, in, when he was asked about Craig Council up for the Manager of the Year Award, he said that's that's great for Craig Council and well-deserved. Um, it's great for the organization, too, because to, to be nominated particularly for that award, it's kind of an organizational award. Um, 
And, and it means that the Brewers did a lot of things right. So I, I think David Stearns made a good point there. And look, for Craig Council, it, it, the, the case is that it's sort of what he squeezed out of the pitching staff. You know, I, I think if you look at the job he did, you boil it down to being creative with the way they deployed their pitching, especially so in September and October. October is not part of the voting, of course. But late in the season, again, they, they did a lot of creative things and using that bullpen a lot. They used some starting pitchers, guys who were starters in the minor leagues or the majors um, for the first five months of the season. They used them out of the pen in September. And it was a great preview of the role that guys like Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns were going to be starting pitchers for this team next year. They, they played huge bullpen roles down the stretch and in the postseason. And that really, you know, they, they, when you look at the numbers that the Brewers put up in terms of pitching throughout the season, you have to give some credit to Craig Council and their outgoing pitching coach, Derek Johnson, for getting the most out of players and probably exceeding expectations for a team that, as we've said many times, you know, there's no Kershaw, there's no Bumgarner, there's no Arietta, there's no ace on that staff. And yet they finished in the top third of baseball in terms of ERA. Um, and it wasn't just that great bullpen. It was the starters producing as well. So that's probably where council gets the most notice. I think also um, getting guys to buy in uh, the position player group idea that players were moving around all over the diamond, including some you know, guy like Travis Shaw is a 30 plus homer player at third base in 2017 and 2018. He finds himself playing second base for the first time, literally in his baseball life. Um, and he got guys to buy into that and it worked uh, for them and they got to within a game of the World Series. So he's an interesting candidate for that. And then, you know, the other one is Yelich for the MVP award. I mean, that one is no brainer. He right? sort of sealed that down the stretch. It, it should be, you know, um, Charlie Sykes, the great political commentator, a Wisconsin <laughs> guy, tweeted, I, I shared some Yelich stats uh, after those uh, rankings came, the, the finalists yeah. announced. And Charlie, uh, I said, it's a good chance that Yelich becomes the fifth Brewers MVP in franchise history, the, the fifth league MVP. And Sykes responded and said, a good chance. It should be a lock. And I said, you know, Charlie, sometimes the vote doesn't go the way we think. And I would think that, you know, of all people who would understand that, it might be our friend there. So, uh, look, sometimes the vote doesn't go the way you think. And, and Javi Baez had a great story for a lot of the season True. and is a fantastic player. True who played all over for the Chicago Cubs and Nolan Arenado is, you know, if, if there's a lifetime achievement award yes. for MVP candidacy, it's going to go to Nolan Arenado yes. who's in it every year. So there, there's other strong candidates and nothing is a lock. But I mean, when you look at it statistically, which is what I tried to lay out, it's, you know, there's more than a good chance that Christian Yelich wins that. And obviously your reason for, for that was what he did offensively. Uh, but the thing is, is that the Brewers just hired a new hitting coach, Andy Haynes. Um, and he's, he's got a pretty colorful background, Adam. I was doing my research on him. And it seems like, for some reason, hitting coaches are a pretty popular hire this offseason across baseball. What do we know about Andy Haynes? And how, how does that affect um, a guy like Christian Yelich, who did have so much success at the plate? How does that affect him having to now work with a new hitting coach? Well, the first thing we should say is that as of as we're talking, the Brewers haven't confirmed this. So either it's not, oh, yes. a, okay. not a done deal or they are just not ready to say it's a done deal. The report seems pretty solid. And we have you know pretty close to confirmation from Chicago that this is what's happening. 
Okay. Um, and, you know, maybe that it, partly that the Brewers have some other spots to fill and they want to do it all at once. So that's the disclaimer. Now, the thing about Andy Haynes, okay. and you bring up Yelich, it's a good thing to bring up. Andy Haynes was Christian Yelich's minor league manager at the front of, of Yelich's go. career at two spots in low A and high A. And, um, you know, I exchanged a couple of messages, messages with Yelich. He said he loves the guy, great guy, great to work with. So that, you know, in that particular case, that's going to be an easy transition because they are two people who know each other very well. Um, for other players, it's just going to be, you know, like any time a coach comes in, it's a process of gaining a little bit of trust. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you with Derek Johnson, their pitching coach who departed, when you ask players about what made him so good, one of the things that guys often talk about is he knew what each player needed. And that to me is one of the biggest jobs of a hitting slash pitching coach is to figure out just what each guy needs to perform his best. I think people misunderstand the job of a major league hitting coach as somebody who comes in to teach hitting. I don't think you teach hitting to players who have hit their way to the major leagues. You can always get better as a hitter. You can get better situationally, but I think a lot of it is mental skills coaching um, and then a lot of it is just putting the guys in that, giving them that good feeling at 7-10 when the first pitch flies. Um, I, I, I think there's less instruction at the major league level than sometimes people. This is just my sense of that job. So, you know, I think that's what they're going to be looking for from Andy Haynes is a guy to just um, help. There, there are certainly areas where this Brewers team can improve offensively. I think that's true of all clubs. Um, but I think part of it is just, you know, gain trust with the players, um, have have a plan as you go up to the plate, and then just feel good going up to the plate. And I think that's what they'll be looking for from it. Right. All right, so we have hitting covered, but the team is also still looking for a pitching coach and a bullpen coach. Any prospects in there? Well, no, we don't know yet because they've kept it very uh, close to the vest so far. I can't tell you at this point whether they are still in the phase of gathering up candidates. Uh, it's been about a week less than a week since Derek Johnson's departure uh, or whether they've started interviewing candidates. I mean, um, again, the guy internally that uh, whose name comes up is Fred Dabney. He's their AAA pitching coach, just a fantastic high energy guy who, again, if you're looking for familiarity with some of the guys you have, Fred Dabney would be a good choice because he's worked in the minor leagues with so many of these young Brewers pitchers who are now, coming up to the majors. And it's, again, Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, to some degree, Corey Knable, their closer, who went down, who was struggling so bad, went down uh, late August this year and came back as an entirely new pitcher and was just huge for Milwaukee in the postseason. Fred Dabney is part of that success story. So he's a guy Adam, who's- is Adam, that, is that taken into consideration when um, the, the front office is looking to fill that position, are they concerned about the relationships that players have with, with former guys or current guys or guys that are in you know, the assistant type role? Is that important to the front office or are they more focused on um, just the overall team or, or picture? I, you know, I'll, I'll, what David Stern said is it, the most important thing is getting the right guy. And whether that means internal or external, whether that means getting this position filled now or waiting, his his priority was getting the best guy. Um, so, okay. you know, and, and 
So, so it's, it's as like with everything, it's just a com- always a combination of factors. And I think if you pick an internal guy, one of the reasons would be one of the factors working in whoever that coach is, who, whoever that guy is working in his favor would be the fact that he knows um, the players, a lot of the players that he's going to be working with. So, yeah, I mean, it can be a big, it can be a big thing because it can sort of speed up your the get to know you phase which is really an important part for coaches when they come into a new situation step one is getting to know the guys um and if you know the guys already or a lot of the guys that's going to help you have an impact on those players and a lot quicker but at the same time if you feel like there's a better candidate from outside the organization i think the even david stearns in his short tenure has shown that he is willing to go outside to go get that guy. So that's an, sort of a non-answer for you. I don't know, like, I can't tell you where that is on his list of, you know, what he's looking for, but it certainly would be yeah. on the list of things for an internal candidate. It certainly would be on the resume. Well, you can ask him when next time you see him, Adam. Tell him I, I'd like <laughs> to know where that is on his list of priorities. All right, Adam, last thing that I want to talk to you about on this baseball podcast is no shave november i know you've been growing your beard since you were 10 but i'm just wondering if you've been if you've ever participated or if you are participating in no shave november no and i haven't been growing my beard since i was 10 i've been growing my beard since lazy spring training where i didn't shave for whatever it was because i was too tired and sunstroked to do it and i got past the itchy point you, you know, okay. girls don't know this. There, there's an itchy phase where you want to just scratch your face off and then all of a sudden you just get through it. So I got through it for the first time ever. And then all of a sudden I had this beard and that's why I have a beard. So, okay. I just have one suggestion for you then. Um, so I know you, I'm going to let you finish, but your Twitter photo, um, Adam, no, is you baby face. I'm not changing baby face. Not changing it. I would like you to change Never. it. Just, just try it. Look, you grew the beard out. You didn't want to do that. Yeah. Well, give it a shot. No, that is a historic photo of Ned Yost, um, yeah. as manager of the Brewers showing us his brand new device, which had just been invented. And he, Ned Yost was a super tech guy, which is, you don't think of Ned Yost like that, but he would like build his own computers at home. He was very techy. Um, and that was a new device called the iPhone um, <laughs> that had just come out. And he was showing it to me and the other guy in the picture is a reporter named Anthony Retrato. And we were like, why would you want all this in your pocket? Like, I don't want this big thing in my pocket. I have a computer upstairs. I don't need it on wow. my phone. And I was very skeptical. And, you know, I still had my flip phone, which I loved. And, uh, so I'm not, no, I'm not getting rid of that. Phone. Okay. All right. How about this? Listen, if you would like Adam McAlvey to keep his Twitter profile photo, but Photoshop a beard on it, please tweet at Adam, at Adam McAlvey, A-D-A-M-M-C-C-A-L-V-Y, and let him know that you want him to Photoshop a beard on his, on his photo. So he looks more wow. accurate. That's all okay. I'm saying. Let the people know what you really look like. Okay. I like the beard. That's all. Uh, that's that's, that's awesome. a good idea. And if anybody actually does this, I'm going to be flabbergasted. All right. Well, good news is we get to catch up next week and find <laughs> out 
if anybody did this. Yeah. Um, Adam McCalvey, it is a treat every week to get to talk to you and talk baseball and No Shave November. So thank you for your time as always. Yes, I appreciate your hard-hitting questions as always. <laughs> and uh, delving into my personal hygiene is always a good way to end the podcast. <laughs> All right, don't forget to tweet it, Adam. You can go to MLB.com slash Brewers <laughs> to get all of your Brewers information. Adam, thank you so much. Uh, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Bye.